Can you take that mask off, please? I will not take this mask off. Okay. No, but also, the gyms are open back up, so I went to the gym. Mm -hmm. And we had to work out with our masks on. How did that go? A bitch can't breathe. So, But I wore my, like, disposable mask. So, yeah. I, my fat ass can't even make it up one flight of stairs without huffing. Well, I was like, you got a goddamn I was mask like, on in the gym. Taking a couple of breaths. Man, I need one of those. I got the little hole in it. So yes. It was, that, I want one of those. Like, <laughs> it was so fucking oh, wait, hot. Is that Black Panther? It is. Shout out to my mother-in-law. She made it. When we were there, like, she was just... She was getting real creative, and this is one of the earlier ones. So, like, as she started to do more and see, like, this bends and stuff. Um, That's really cute. She made a bunch more. That's really cute. I've got, like, homemade masks all over the place. All right, let's get to the shit. Okay, Insecure. first of all, no, wait. Insecure. First of all, I didn't even know you watched Insecure. Why? Friend, why, why would, you mean, be so behind with stuff. I don't be known. I don't that's, be known. That's one thing that I'm not behind So, on. So, if I that was never, the case, I am never behind. we could have been texting because, okay, okay, thoughts, please. So, First of all, y'all, have you noticed, guys, that we are in the same space? So our audio is going to be much better. It's not going to sound like trash. I mean, it sounds like it trash has. because Alex in here with a goddamn mask Listen, on, but it's okay. Listen. It is okay. Safe than sorry. I get it. Trying to protect you, friend. I get it. Anyways, Anywho. okay. Last episode, what do you think? No, first of all, who do you think was wrong, Issa or Molly? With what specific thing? Just in general, whose side are you on? Issa's. Same. I feel like Molly's a little team too extra this season. I feel. Just to go off topic real quick, uh, it's about insecure, but I liked how they tackled Tiffany's issue of part of uh, postpartum depression. Yes, I was because gonna. That, they did a great really, job. They, that's a really good this season. Yeah, that, that was a really good depiction of what postpartum depression can look like on some mm -hmm. mothers. For me, it didn't look like that. I couldn't just get up and get a hotel room and my husband be okay with that. I couldn't just, I couldn't just hand him off the baby. I mean, even though I had it with my daughter, because remember, my mom passed away in October. My daughter was born in August. Right. So it was just like you ever heard of that? That what is that saying? Uh, one, one has to go before another. One so can come in. One can yeah. come in. So I took that as. I'm losing my mom to gain my daughter. So I know it sounds really fucked up, but I kind of didn't like my daughter when I first had her. Like, we mm -hmm. did not bond at all. Mm -hmm. So so how do you recognize then that, like, okay, like, what, and I guess, first of all, I appreciate the season for talking about it. This is my favorite season because I can appreciate that it wasn't just all about a man. And I, right. I appreciate that it, it spoke on and it touched on different relationships that women have with one another. Yeah. So I really, really appreciated that. And then, especially with last season, you, the season before that you saw with Tiffany, I mean, not Tiffany, Kelly and Amanda, when Amanda was pregnant. And I definitely, although I'm not pregnant, remember I was telling you when I got engaged, I felt like, I don't want my friends to not include me because I'm married, you know? Mm -hmm. And then hearing Kelly say, like, I wonder where I fit into your life now. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? So, no, I wasn't pregnant, but I remember sharing that with you, like, feeling like, you know, like, how do I 
still maintain certain things. And I love how Kelly stepped up this season to be there for her. She didn't necessarily understand what was going on, but she was there rocking that baby. She talked about some, she trying to eat my titty and all the other stuff. But <laughs> she had me dead at the party with this British fucking accent. Yeah, she needed to stop. She was so fucking funny. I'm from I, Philly, nigga. Let's right, run. I feel like they need to have her a little more in there. I loved it. It needs to be more um, positivity within women. Yeah. Because we're we're so easy to tear each other down and mm-hmm. we're in the same community, especially at African American women, especially with the colorism, the light skin versus dark skin females. Mm-hmm. Or just like female empowerment is like a good It was so good. I would I mean I enjoyed the season, but I would like to see a little more of the friendship um togetherness. Like I enjoyed the the self care Sundays. We started doing something like that mm-hmm. low key, but because of the weather and that fucking hotness and everybody's schedule, we weren't able to keep it up. But But would it be realistic if everything was kumbaya? And no. that's one thing I can honestly say about the show is that this is the most, for me personally, and I know some people were like stands with girlfriends. Mm-hmm. I was never really crazy about girlfriends. Maybe now as an adult, I can watch it. Mm-hmm. I love the show Living Single now as an adult. Okay, you're talking about the show. Yeah, I wasn't really crazy about girlfriends. Maybe, right. Maybe, I don't, I'm not going to say I didn't like it because it was black women. I just didn't like it because maybe it wasn't for me at that time because I was only a child right. looking at girlfriends. I was like, what the fuck is this? Right, that's what I'm saying. But like... I can appreciate Insecure when I tell you, like, I understand working the nonprofit life like Mm -hmm. Lisa did. Having the friend who may be a little bit more successful in the career and then trying to figure, okay, well, where do I fit in? Prior to me getting engaged to Kunlang, being with him for what felt like forever, like, okay, like, when are we going to take this next step? You know, we didn't have a situation where there was, you know, the cheating going on, but it was still a matter of, like, damn, okay, like, what else? Like, is there more to this? So I understood that. But with the postpartum thing with, I mean, with, uh, excuse me, Tiffany, I liked how it was it was kind of subtle. And Tiffany is very much of a person where she she's got the perfect job. She's got the perfect husband and this that and the third and she enjoyed being pregnant. She embraced it all. Mm-hmm. And then to see her slowly kind of unravel, it was just like wow. And I just appreciate how Tiffany, not Tiffany, Kelly went ahead and she did what she had to do. And I also love in the dynamic of the four of them how I have a, a decent-sized friend group, but within the friend group, you've got your best friends. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all collectively best friends, but in the group, you have your go-to person. Right. You know, for this particular thing and that particular thing. So I thought that was great, but I think, uh, just sum it up, because I can just deep dive on this show all damn day, but... Um, you know what's funny? Now that you say that, I don't... I All of my friends, we are all collectively best friends, but I don't have that one specific person... Where I can just go and vent to. I have somebody outside. Like one is you. Mm-hmm. Look, don't don't think I like you though. Hush one friend, is you, friend, and friend. then another one is an older friend of mine. Her name is Rosie. Mm-hmm. So I kind of look. I'm not gonna say my friends are. I don't know. I I just look for more of a seasoned perspective on things. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And just more so, it's not like, well, I'm in a chat telling everybody everything. I right. I, I, but understand that, too, that in, like, friendships, even the closest of friend groups, I feel like you have, um, like I said, like, my best friend groups are made up of my best friends from back home in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. And then also my, um, you know, my best friends from college, you know. So are they all merged into one? So do you guys have one group chat with all of y'all in it or so we had separate? our we had our bridesmaids one and then like we all have like just random like little ones mm-hmm. um but i have my main one um with a couple of my friends and then just separate ones mm-hmm. and 
I don't want to say my friend group is really, but they all get along. We can all go ahead and hang out together. Um, it could be the three. It could be two of us. It could be three of us. It could be all of us hanging out together. But I will definitely say that within the group, people have their go-to. So, like, one of my best friends, um, she was my best friend from college. She had a best friend prior to me, mm-hmm. you know? So there were experiences that her and I shared because we went to college together that her and her other best friend, who was, like, don't also, have. like, famous to her, they don't have. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? But then also, she's a mom. We're not moms. So she does have other mom friends. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? So there's going to be things that she may speak about with them that I don't. I think where you and I specifically, you know, when we when we got to know each other very on early on, I got engaged. Right. You know, I'm talking to you about it. So I don't have anyone in my close circle who was in a long-term relationship or who was married. So that's kind of how we wanted. So it was just like, well, Arshay, what do you think about this? Like, yeah. What do you think about yeah. that? And I do appreciate that because, yeah. like so it makes said, a difference. I don't, I don't have that friend that's married. Right. So when I was asking people, I had to ask somebody. <laughs> Somebody who mm-hmm. was older than me, so like, oh, auntie so and so, like, what do you think about this? And what right, do you think and then about your that? aunties can be very subjective. Like, no, you need to be submissive. Yeah. Like, and I'm just like, no, bitch, he's wrong. <laughs> he knows he's wrong. Don't apologize to that. Yes, nigga. it was so it was great. And I think the biggest thing that stuck out to me this season um, was with Molly and Andrew. I love them together, but the biggest thing that stuck out to me was Andrew saying to her, essentially alluding to, what are you fighting for? Are you fighting for this relationship or are you only fighting for this because you don't want another failed relationship? And that, to me, I was just like, damn, he read her. Mm-hmm. He read her like a fucking book. And then if I was Issa, I fucking, I, I just had a feel, I had a spirit about me that just said this bitch going to be pregnant and she was pregnant. And I don't know if I I like it. how they did the reaction. Yeah. That was that was good. I liked do how you they think, did that. Do you think she should stay? Would you stay? That's a hard one. I mean, I feel like this is all of us. You ever seen that challenge? Yes. I mean... Now, let me say I, this. I would. Why wasn't Lawrence repping it up? Now, he already got chlamydia when he was uh, messing around with the mother two. Remember when he was having his mm-hmm. whole face and he don't went ahead and call chlamydia? You would think he would wrap it up. And now he got condola. And the memes were fucking hilarious. Um, but just me, because like I said, we can deep dive in this all day. I don't know if I could because I'm really big on first. And you're going to experience your first time having a child with somebody else. I get that, but what if this is the love of your life? Like, are you really willing to walk away because y'all broke up and he had another person, just like you had another person, yeah. and they ended but up... But you ain't have to rub, Dr. Bitch. Who's to say that he did? They never said it. it was- he said we were being careful. Right. But it did. But she did say she did allude to the fact that she had an abortion before. She just wasn't ready. Because remember, we don't know why she got divorced. Mm-hmm. But I think... I don't know. I'm very big on, I think that's another reason why I would say before, I'm older now, but I don't know if I would ever want to be with the man who had kids, simply because I'm very big on first, and I want to be the first person that you experience going through pregnancy with. Like, I want to be that, like, I feel like I'm robbed of that moment. I get it. It reminds me of Melanie and Derwin. Yeah. Mm. Speaking of shows... 90 Day Fiance, Happy Ever After is back on. Okay, Koti and Risa. Okay, first of all. Okay, first of all, I just want to, I'm sorry not to cut off. I just need to interject real quick. It's just a first of all. I ain't got nothing else but that, but first of all. Okay, how does Larissa have money to get all of these surgeries? First of all, why does Larissa's butt look like that? Yeah. 
I think the it shorts looks are deflated. Too tight. No, it looked deflated. It did at the bottom, like you can see, like the cheek part, but it's just it's you know when you there. deflate a, like a can like a not a like a it looked like that ball the balloon, again. and you know how it gets like real dark when it's deflated and it looks soggy. Oh That's what God. it looked like. And she had the nerve to have a mouth. She just could need to do some squats because it was not she, cute. She's trying to find her another man, another American man. And, I'm but sorry. Colty's new girlfriend looks like her. She's just bigger with red Smaller. hair. Smaller. No, she looks bigger. Like weight wise. The rest okay. is very tiny. Now. Yeah. She, that's true. She, she was a little bit thicker. That is true. She had some folds and some rolls on her too, but mm-hmm. she she lost weight. And then she got her nose done. She got some lip injections. Cody. How do you have all of this money to do that? But then you turn around asking your father for five thousand dollars to help you. I get wonder what her dad do, because he just he just coughed it up. Now I will say, friend. I've been trying to watch it live and be good, but I don't know if I can do it because the chick from Connecticut, like she's very fucking boring. They're very fucking boring. Connecticut. Uh, Darcy. No, 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 no. Um, she's with the guy from South Africa, and she said he wasn't her soulmate, and they went ice skating. Oh, I don't even know nothing about them. When she was on another season that I watched, I skipped her. I fast forwarded her. Um, so yes, that that's a no. And the what's that couple? He's from Samoa. Kalani and what is this? First of all, I didn't. Please, y'all don't judge me. I didn't know Samoa was a place. When I think of Samoa, I think of Hawaii. Hawaii. Mm-hmm. But I didn't put two and two together that oh, there's a. So I had to like Google it. And, and I think the dad is from Samoa. Kalani's father. Her dad. Yeah. Kalani's okay. Father's from Samoa. She look a little something. Yeah. She look like she got a little zest. Yeah. In she got a little something. She's really pretty. Her hair is too fucking long for me. What does he do for work? The father? Yeah, he works part-time, right? The husband. The husband, yes. The husband works at like a ice cream shop or something, doing some shit. I don't know what he does, but he works at an ice cream Why shop. Why don't he work full-time? It could be the out. It could be that that's all they had, and there was, this was the first job he was able to get. Because I don't think he has his green card yet. Hmm. He might have some documents to work, and it might be like on some type of Limited. restriction. So I don't know if I want to continue watching them. Andres is still fucking crazy. Yeah, he, is. he should pay your dad. He should pay in Moldova, and it was almost like a little like weird breastfeeding ring type of I circle thing. Josh, I was like, so all oh y'all bitches God. had kids together, oh and all y'all God. bitches decided we're gonna take our left titty out, Josh and this is what we're gonna do. Thing. Like a sandwich. Like, so they just gonna sit there, and everybody's just gonna breastfeed. It's just gonna be natural. I'm like, Josh, it's a beautiful thing. And then I was like, wait, she breastfeeding too? All wait, three and then, of them. And then my sister was. I was like, hold up, wait, there's too many titties. Like the other girl, you all three of them. She came out, and she was just like the oh. only one. The only one. Yeah. They just all just, okay, everybody's hungry now. I'm just going to be quite honest with you. I kind of see Andre's point as far as, like, the wedding goes. Like, his family couldn't be here. So, why, like, I extended them. Granted, I don't agree with the timeline of it. Yes. But I extended the invitations of, you can fucking come or you can't. So, okay. So, I started watching them on Happily Ever After. I was never a part of their 90 Day Fiance, whatever it was. No. So when I first started watching the recap. show, I watched Happily Ever After. Okay, let me. And then I went back. No, no, let me recap you. Okay, Andres came over here with statements. The um, girl, his wife, uh-huh. would complain to the father because they work together. The father makes big money selling, renting out houses in Florida. Right. So he was trying to get Andres to do work through the house. I saw that. Yeah. He didn't want to do that. I he saw was that. Like part. I'm going to do trucking. Right. And Andres then he decided he didn't up, want to do it he anymore. He didn't want to do it no more. And now 
there. She's um she works full time. Andre stays home with the baby. With right. the baby. And I know he has two other kids from two other marriages. Who? Andres, yes. What I saw that this? part. So he he has two other he's been married two other times. This is his third marriage. Are you serious? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, this is his third marriage. What season, what episode was this? So they talk about it, they touch on it briefly, which is why it was a thing and her that's another reason why her family was just kind of like Funny about it. He has two little boys. They have two little boys. He has two little boys. And she never thought to reach out to figure out why his ass kept getting divorced. Because he's a fucking asshole. I I don't even know why. But I remember like. Okay. So my thing about Andres is. First of all, he's fucking funny. He's an asshole. But he's fucking funny. He is. And I want to know what kind of money daddy is making. Because he just. Okay. I'll pay for it. I'll pay for it. He has properties all through Florida. And I do get him saying, like, you know, you paid for your other kids' wedding or whatever the case is, but I'm sure they gave him time. Right. Which he wasn't trying to do it. But I feel like Andres has to work. Because I don't feel like Andres' family has money. Well, that that could be the truth, but I know he came over with some savings. Who I don't know how much was in that savings. But he needed to sit down. He he's a lot to inhale, to be quite honest with you. He's a, a lot of an asshole. And the and what's the the white woman with the African with the African man? Michael and Angela. Oh Lord. Oh my god. I'm fifty four and I can't have no babies. I got my period. It's like she since that was the, not your period. Is, when you Google the definition of make America great, there's a picture of Donald Trump and there's a picture of her ass. She's something else. She truly, she truly and honest to God really is. And then what's that other couple? Um, the one from Brazil. Brazil. Doesn't he have some legal issues? And the, and his he wanted to stay with his mom, but his mom was just like, no, you cannot stay with me. Brazil? Yes. The girl is like really young. He's like 30-something. Oh, uh, Paul and Carini. Yes. I want to see how they on focus. Karini is, has been trying to get up out of this marriage for the fucking longest. So I always, they were another couple I skipped. Really? They had so much good drama. You need I to saw, go back and watch them. I, I feel like I had to. Because I feel like that season, whatever season they were on, I didn't like all the other stories. Like, I just like, ugh. All right. So that that's who you are. If you don't like the story, you It's just too much. Sometimes I have to get up and walk away. I get it. But you be walking away on the good parts. I know. Paul and Karini are, are really funny. They seem it. That's what I said. I said this time. I said, okay, I'm gonna watch them because I couldn't fast forward it, so I had to sit there they and watch in, it. They were in Brazil, and this is I think when they first started dating. And she, he had told her about his criminal background. Yeah. And somebody had came out of the trees with a machete and robbed him. <laughs> and then he got overwhelmed and took off running in the fucking trees. Not after the person, just in general. Like he's. He always takes off running, and he runs like a weird white person. And I remember her mom was saying, like, I'm afraid that he's going to just leave you somewhere. <laughs> okay. Because okay. the father is a police officer over there. Her dad is? Yeah. It's either he, he was either retired or he still is. She looks very old for 23. I just want to say that. She got a big-ass nose. She just looks old. She does. <laughs> okay. The struggle will age you. So outside's back open. For a who? bitch got her nails done. I'm so proud of you because Alani painted mine and I just went back over it. She actually it. did a good job. She did. I went back over it with the um nail polish remover to get all the extra stuff nice. off. Thank you. 
They look nice. I took my time because trust me, it was shit everywhere. My cousin posted that she had got her nails in Fita and I screamed. I almost threw my phone. I was like, bitch, are they back open? Because, you know, Prince George's County and Montgomery County, they were opening later. So I called my nail shop and I was just like, when did y'all open? She said, oh, we opened at five. And I said, do you have room today? She says, no, not today. I said, what do you have tomorrow? The first thing you have tomorrow is the 10 a.m. I said, bam. A bitch got up super early, and I was sitting there, and I was waiting. And I said, no, you take your time. You take your time. You want me to help you open the door? Okay. Now, granted, my nail lady is not coming back. She had a baby. She's um, not coming back at all? Don't break my heart, okay? Well, my other girl was there to hook me up. and They look nice. Thank you. When I tell you, I fucking screamed. I got my cocaine toes. Yes, a bitch is back. I love, okay. There's a something about back. a nice white in the summer that just turns me Have on. you ever had someone, ever heard someone say the term nut nails? No. What is that? Like, it's like white, like, like nut. No. You guys are nasty. I'm just saying. I've never heard a house phone in like forever. Don't do that, friend. It's startled me. So, so, heard one so, in a minute. <laughs> so I'm sorry about the house phone, guys. It's for medical use only, okay? That is so funny. But, yeah, so, they opened back up. They had all their little partitions up, and... They look really nice, and I like that you're talking with your hands today, because yes, your nails are like, done. I was just... You look like I one told of those her, ladies like, with them long-ass fingernails, You know, when like you just friends. be like, hello. How you doing? Air grab, cute. air grab. I feel cute. You're irritating. I told Cole, I was just like, oh, you want to go somewhere? I changed, I didn't wear my Nike slides this time. I wore some other ones, some like cute little sandals, my feet hurt, but that's okay. I bet. So before we get really into the show, I just want to say I'm really, really proud of you. Thank you, friend. If you guys don't know, Alexandria will be starting a management job. Yes, management. I know somebody in management. Girl, so a, it's so, so, so crazy. So if come in and say, I'm going to call your manager, be like, bitch, I am the manager. Well, hello. <laughs> call me Alexandria. Right. Okay. Give me Thank a whole, whole ass government name. Thank you. Whole ass Thank government you. name. I'm so proud Thank of you. Thank you. Thank you, friend. You're welcome. No, I'm trying to be like you, Miss nope. Miss Fed over here. We're not doing that. No, we're gonna do that. We're not doing that. Cause that official letter came through. Anyway, don't do that. Don't downplay it, friend. Juneteenth. Okay. <laughs> so this is my first time celebrating it. I'm Have gonna you... be quite honest with you. I knew nothing about Juneteenth until me, me I neither. became an, an adult. adult. And I would probably say maybe within the last several years, like I was aware of. Like, the, the slaves in the South not officially um, not being aware of it. But when I think about it being Independence Day, I didn't think of, like, I didn't think about it that way. So then when you think about the national anthem, it makes sense. When you think about certain things, it makes sense. And what I was really surprising was I see a lot of companies were um, giving their, their companies mm-hmm. off. Even Target. Yeah. I see Walmart do no shit like that. And when Target went ahead and they got their building, uh... Looted. Target said, "Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I mean, we'll build another one. They make enough money. Walmart didn't say shit about it. Yeah, Amazon. Walmart didn't say shit about I, I it. I haven't seen anything on Amazon, but I know their building burned down. But anyway, just real quick, I like I knew nothing about Juneteenth until I became an adult. And what's crazy is, I, it's a lot of things I feel like that need to be on the school curriculum. But you like, know what is funny though? A lot of people didn't know about it." Yeah, a lot, a lot of, of us say, yeah. don't know about it because yeah. it's, not, it's taught not taught in school. Like, they tell you, okay, slavery ended in 1865, yeah. but they don't really go into great detail about, okay, well, this is a holiday 
for the African American community. Mm-hmm. And these are the day this is the day you should celebrate versus you celebrating the fourth of July. Do you think they'll make it a a, a national holiday? I feel like if it's you know, probably in a couple years. I don't I, I don't for, I don't foresee it being something within these next two years. Maybe something in the next couple of years to come. I will definitely say with everything that's been going on, I'm I'm learning a lot more about things that weren't taught in school yeah. and it makes it's very interesting to me. Again, like you know, I always knew Christopher Columbus didn't study didn't discover America but I wonder like are they going to rewrite these history books like you know are they going to do that like when I think about history we always just learn about this but like so much has transpired in these last 100 years like are they going to have a conversation when I think about the protest there was a Black Lives Matter protest that's part of history are they going to put that in the book that's what I'm saying that's part of history and another thing that I didn't know too much about and I'm I guess I'm not at first I was a little embarrassed but there's a lot of people who don't know about it was the Black Wall Street you yeah, know, I knew nothing which is why it was either. a big deal. Um, I did go to a Juneteenth celebration uh, just with some friends. It was fun. And then we played a I don't drink, but they played a drinking game. And it was like asking questions related to black culture. So it's literally like you answer the question with the question. So you just go on. So it would be like, who shot Martin Luther King? Uh, what's Oprah's best friend's name? Just different things. And then we got like silly. And I was just like, uh, why did Erica Badu want to call Tyrone? Or like little shit like that. But it was like it was fun you know what I mean mm-hmm. um because before for July my mom is both of my parents are military vets and then my brother's also in the military my mom personally doesn't like fireworks um PTSD is just she's not do well with it um I mean fourth of July to me was more so just like a time like I met up with my friends but I can't ever say that I walked around with the American flag or anything right. like that so it's going to be interesting um to see like you know are we going to be changing our Independence Day or whatever the case is? But the Tulsa, Oklahoma thing with the Black Wall Street, what is interesting is is that Trump was supposed to have his rally. Mm. So he went ahead and he posted his, I guess the tickets for the rally were posted online. I think there's mm-hmm. like 19,000 tickets. And I don't know if you know what K-pop is, but K-pop is Korean pop music. Right. And it's a big trend and thing out here in the States and thing like that. They went ahead and they reserved, I think about like, Six to seven thousand tickets with no intentions of showing up. So when they went ahead and they had the rally, it was damn near empty. Mind you, Trump was going to originally have the rally scheduled for Juneteenth, but he was receiving a lot of backlash. So when they were showing it, like there were so many empty fucking seats. It was the funniest fucking thing. And then what was her name? Nancy Pelosi said something to him about keeping that same energy. And something she had came at him about uh, not being able to fill up the seats. So when we were watching the news that night, everybody kept saying, yeah, because he had this and it was pretty empty. Like, the shots, I literally could not stop fucking laughing. And, of course, he never mentioned Black Lives Matter. He never mentioned of the people. Not. He never mentioned Juneteenth. He never went ahead and mentioned, um, you know, people dying of COVID. So... This nigga said he made Juneteenth popular. Popular. Do you think that is a true statement? When he says he made it popular, what did he mean? I'm thinking in a sense he mean that all of the things that are going on, the police brutality and him basically being racist, he Um, made it popular for people. Because now everybody's on social media talking about Juneteenth, the blackout. So don't I don't I don't want to give him there. the sole custody of saying that he made it popular. Sole custody. Sole custody I'm saying, you know, <laughs> own it, claim it, whatever you have. Um, I don't. I didn't realize this was Velvet, friend. 
<laughs> Sorry, guys, it's a sidebar. Her runner is velvet. Um, Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm not going to say he's the sole cause of it being popular, but I really think, as I said before, I think as America in America, we were asleep. I feel like, and this is just me getting on my side with God, sometimes if you don't want to listen, God will sit your ass the fuck down. And he will show you things. And I think the universe has a way of doing that. We played around. And I think for, in America, I think we believed that we were so far, we were so much more progressive than we were. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as Trump came into office, there was questions of the women's rights. Me Too, The Me Too movement became a big thing. Mm-hmm. Women's, uh, gen- women's, uh, pay gap and inequality became a big thing. You know, we had the the ICE and the immigrants became a real big thing, you know. And then we got quiet for that for a little bit. We got quiet on the women's issues for a little bit, you know. With the LGBTQ thing, um, with their movement, you know, we got a little quiet on that. And then all of a sudden, boom. Mm-hmm. And so people at that moment just kind of like, ah, oh, Trump may win. Because then these races, the racists and the alt-rights began to feel like they had a little bit of a voice. Yeah. You know? So they were no longer having to feel like they had to hide in the shadows. Our nation's leader feels this way. But then we had corona. And corona affected everyone. Not even corona. Let's back it up to January when they were talking about going to war. Like nobody, oh, nobody yes. even remembered. With Korea, that. with right. Korea, yes. Right. Nobody yes, yes, even yes, yes, remembered yes, yes, yes. that. And then February was Kobe's death. Kobe's death. So everybody was mourning for the whole month of February, and then here comes Corona. And Corona, which is why I think this is so significant, and I say it again because it didn't just affect Black people. Mm-hmm. It didn't just affect rich, uh, poor people. It was poor people. It was all backgrounds, all ethnicities, all demographics. It was affecting the whole fucking country. Not only did it do that, it affected businesses. Mm-hmm. So with that being so, then it was kind of like, okay. And then when we kind of chill back about it, boom, here comes, we're back at it with the Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. stuff. And now we're at a place to where the millennials and Generation Z, I think we're so powerful because we're not accepting that bullshit no more. We're not. So I think if we, if you had any doubt in your mind to go ahead and to question, oh, did it? No. But I do believe in my heart that I feel like the universe has something else up its sleeve. If we start to get a little lackadaisy, I feel like the universe got something up its sleeve to be like, okay, now, Mm -hmm. do you want another four years of this bullshit? Do you want another fucking four years of this bullshit? Lord knows we don't need it. I'm I'm, I'm just saying. Do you think it's going to win again? I pray to God not. I pray to God not. I... Another four years with that man? I just, I can't see it. I'll probably see if I can go to Canada. I can't, I just, I don't know. I don't know. But it's it's interesting, and I think, I've always been proud to be black, but I think I'm even more proud, and I yes. think we also, yes. as black people, we need to learn, and, you know, we have a lot of, we have our own issues, we have our own colorism and things like that. Um, but I think, us as, a, us as a society, you know, we need to make sure that our voices are heard. The same way some other people get this, whatever the case is, no, we're not accepting it. So, Karen, if a bitch want to step out of line, okay, we got something for you. I also think we need to discuss the LG, LGBTQ. LGBTQI. I. Plus. Plus. More so the transgender community. Mm-hmm. Because during the middle of all of the Black Lives Matter. Black Trans Lives Matter. A transgender woman got beat up. Yep. By and then two other one got killed. Yep. People. Yep. So how like I'm all for Black Lives Matter. I'm all for All Lives Matter. But where do like 
help me understand why is it okay for like you want all of us to come and rally together and when we come and support everybody then something like this happens where's the support mm-hmm. for the black transgender community mm-hmm. or just the lgbtqi <laughs> plus community like just in like i just need some understanding and what a billy porter he came out and mm-hmm. made a statement and i was just like really touched by it. i want to see if i can find a clip of it real quick i think for me personally i think there's always been, whether we've had the proper terminology for it, there's always been uh, gays and lesbians and which which have you since the beginning of fucking time. I think now it's just that we are in a place in a moment to where like people are beginning to find their voices and I think it's a situation where, and you know, don't to just my outside looking in, Mm -hmm. I think it's because people don't necessarily understand it why there's still a bit of a well, what is that? Because I have heard some people of the LGBT community say that, you know what, even they don't accept tr- the trans community. Mm-hmm. So just like we've got issues as our own as black people within our community, they've got issues and concerns within their own community themselves. But I agree with you. Like, you know, Black Lives Matter also includes our brothers of the LGBTQI community. Right. It ha- it has to include that. How is it that you can always just say it so smoothly like butter and I'm always Because L- I remember it was always LGBTQ. And then I remember just adding on the I. I well, know. I have the mess. It's up, but it's 16 minutes long. I don't know if we're going to do all 16 minutes, but I just wanted to play a few minutes of what he said. First published in 2000, defines a tipping point as the moment of critical mass, the threshold, the boiling point. The book seeks to explain and describe the mysterious sociological changes that mark everyday life. As Gladwell states, ideas and products and messages and behaviors. Nope, this ain't the part I want. <laughs> politicians, faith leaders, and all the rest of my Caucasian compatriots hmm. act as if this shit is new. Ain't none of it new. You know it, and you all benefit from this ancient privilege simply by being white. This is why nothing has changed. Let me rephrase that. Let me rephrase that. Things have changed, but nothing has changed for good. So please, please keep your white, I didn't do it, fragility to yourselves and simply listen. Finally, listen to us. I want to share a little story with you about what it means to be a black man in America. So uh, my husband and I have rented a house out on Long Island. Some friends of mine asked for us to meet them at a farm, a hog farm. We arrive in my BMW to the farm, sprawling lands. There's a, a, a structure at the beginning of this farm that's sort of open, no real doors, but a lot of stuff is stacked in it. To me, I don't see parking, I don't see people, I don't know what's going on. My anxiety starts to rise. Sounds like Alex. <laughs> a little you girl to your intuition. comes out of the barn, runs out, sees my black ass with my white husband in a BMW, 
sitting on her property, which to me feels like it might be private, but I don't know. This little girl runs back in to the bar. My panic and anxiety rises so high to the point where I actually have to leave the public farm for fear that Pat Pat was going to come out with his shotgun. Oh, he didn't say no Pat Pat. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so just... We don't know because it is there's a bit of a lengthy uh, lengthy video, it but um, trying to get to the point where he well I, don't, I think it was towards the end of the clip, but anyway, um, he was basically saying like he was cha- challenging and wanted answers to the black male community and wanted to understand why is it okay for you all to want us to rally behind you, but you're not here to rally behind us. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think, too, and I mean, this is just another tangent, but, you know, I think a deeper conversation is, is I saw someone post, we had a little bit back and forth, and he was just saying, like, you know, black women don't stand behind black men, and da, 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 and I was just like, excuse me? Like, for all of our years of existence. And I think, I think, I'm not a black man, I am married to a black man, you are married to a black man, but, you know, as a black woman, I think... We are the most loyal to a fault. We are there in support of the LGBTQ members. We are in support of um, the 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 women's march. Even though it started off as a as a black as a started from a black woman, right? Mm-hmm. And it was taken over by the white woman. Um, you know, we were in support of like the immigration movement. We are in support all the time. But what about when it comes to us? Look at Breonna Taylor. The way, and I'm not saying that. No death is greater or stronger than anybody else's, but Breonna Taylor's Breonna Taylor's killers are are still out. Mm-hmm. The fact that sis was at home fucking sleeping in her house. in her goddamn bed in her fucking house, just got off of work, probably working with COVID patients. Okay, and her people are still out there. Where's that support and where's that energy for her? Mm-hmm. So. That's the story for another day, um, but that's a question I can't answer, answer you, and I only say that because I'm not well-versed with the trans community, and I don't know what their personal experiences are, so I just try not to speak on it, but mm-hmm. I do believe that as a whole that we cannot pick and choose who we want to, who we want to support. Right. We can't say, oh, Connor is invited to the to the cookout. Justin Timberlake is invited to the cookout when we feel like it. But our own brothers and sisters, we got to ostracize them. Right. We cannot do that. We right. cannot pick and choose that. There's been too much divisiveness going on. And now is not the time to sit here and pick apart things. It's not It's not that many of us to be sitting up here trying to do that. So we do have to, to, I feel like as a society, as a community, do better. And I think it's important that they continue to tell their stories. So that they aren't, you know, washed away. Um, one good thing that has come out about with this movement of what's been going on is the Amy Cooper law. Yes. 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 So they need, um, they call it the Governor Karen Cuomo, uh, he put in, so remember that video of that white woman who um, uh, called the police on this this black man who was bird watching. Mm-hmm. 
and she should have said, "Oh, he's he's doing this to me." Well, now it is a it's a it's it's against the law, and I don't know if it's like jail time, but I know you are like fined or whatever the case is for calling the police on racially motivated issues. So all you caring bitches of the world, you can't just call them and be like, "Oh, I'm calling the police because the black person did this and the black person did that." That needs to be a national fucking law. Yeah, that needs to be everywhere. Cause all you bitches, I'm trying to tell you, like, I I don't know what it is about it. I don't. But they love minding business that's not their own. Mm-hmm. I have been watching these Karen videos and I have been cracking the fuck up. Like, cracking the fuck up. They love to mind somebody's business. But they be the first one to go crying. So now I have to make sure that I got that a bitch got room on her phone so I can record. Because you know, when people like to send me pictures, I'd be like, now listen, bitch. You know I don't have no fucking room. It may not download. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now I have to make sure oh, that I have to it. Congratulate your ass. You I'm just. You I'm know just. I don't, have no room. I don't have no room. If I don't got the room, I don't got the room. It is what it is. But nonetheless, I am excited for that progress. Um, AMC Theater is getting ready to open back up. However, they are saying that they're not making masks mandatory because they're they don't actually back like backtracking that statement. Are they really? Mm-hmm. Because they're getting all that backlash. Mm-hmm. Now, AMC, I'm going to need y'all niggas to get it together. Because y'all went from 525 to now it's 625, okay? And I did read that they were fa- that they were in failure of going bankrupt. Now, I ain't got time for this bullshit. Don't fuck around and talk about and And now they got to come back with the... Because what? They were trying to be politically correct? Mm-hmm. That's what I first read. But now you said that they're trying to backtrack? Mm-hmm. Don't fuck with me. Because let me tell you something. I need my 625 on a Tuesday. So, um, you remember how Trolls was released and now people can watch it or whatever and rent it through the thing? I don't know if it was AMC or Sony, but I know it was a lot of backlash with the Trolls movie being released. I guess they had a contract, like whoever made Trolls, I want to say it was like Pixar or something Uh like that. Whoever made Trolls basically was like, okay, we're going to put it out there because we're in the middle of a pandemic. People need things to to give their kids for the kids or whatever. So, the company that normally plays their movies was like, we're not going to support any, we're not going to play any more of your movies. But you about to lose millions of dollars. Do you know how much yeah. money Trolls made? Because I know I rented that fucking movie that first goddamn day it came out because my kids love Trolls. All of these, all the movies that were supposed to like come out, I was watching Netflix, so I'm not going to say his name, but C-A-N-D-Y-M-A-N. Okay, uh, that was supposed to come out. I was excited to watch it. Um, however, they had to postpone that. Uh, Jordan Peele's other movie, Antebellum, had to be postponed. Mulan had yes, to be postponed. I what the fuck? To see Mulan. Um, so I'm gonna need the theater to open back up because the bitch needs something to fucking watch. Okay, because yeah, I need something to watch. So and is everybody gonna be? Are they gonna do social distancing? I'm not exactly sure. So I do know that with AMC, you have to. You pick your seats before you go in there. It's mm-hmm. not just, I'm, I'm just walking, I'm going to sit here. The one that I go to in Wheaton, uh, you pick your seat. All of them are like that now. Oh, are they? they okay. Are. Well, I go to mine because I know it's 625. That's what I know. I, I stick That's there. That's Tuesday. Yes, Tuesday. I know they snacks. I know what they got. I know the prices. I'm in there. Um. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they'll do that. Maybe they'll just block off the other seats. They need to. They, if that that's the smartest thing you could do, just block off the seats and make people wear masks. Like although on. AMC and we in, there was a mouse that was there and a girl stepped on the mouse. So now y'all don't have that time to clean it up. If you guys could see Arshay's face, the girl came in the theater and she was just like, "I just stepped on a fucking mouse." I was like, "Bitch, shut up." Where? 
And lo and behold, when I went out to go to the bathroom, because you know me, my bladder, the mouse was squashed. Yeah, if we ever go to the movies, you're not drinking anything. You can't drink any two anything two hours before well, the movie. Or two, so during the movie, listen, friend, I do pretty good. It's cool that I always wants to get it doing the important part. Like my bladder be about to burst. I'm like, oh my god, I have to go. But I don't get up, and I like to see the previews. Don't let me miss like previews because I'm gonna get real angry if I miss previews. I like to see what's getting ready to come to the theater. So too. I like to go during that mini time when they say like, oh shush, silence mm-hmm. your phone. That's when I like to go. It's just me. Did you see that Dio Hughley passed out on stage? No. Yeah, so long story short, he was performing and he passed out on stage. And come to find out, he had coronavirus and he was asymptomatic. What? And he passed out from dehydration. And then when they went ahead and they um, tested him, he tested positive for it. Wow. Did you recently hear about him not taking his daughter seriously about one of his friends that raped her? No, I didn't hear that. He what? recently apologized because he didn't take his daughter seriously when she told him that one of his friends raped her. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. So what did he do to the friend? Nothing, because he didn't believe the person. So I don't know if they're still friends to this day. If it was me, we wouldn't be friends. But for me, like, if I'm the daughter, nigga, we ain't, you ain't my father no more. Because I'm literally telling you that one of your friends fucking raped me and you're not doing anything about it. You're not here to protect me. As a parent, the first thing you are supposed to do is protect, right. provide, right. and love. You didn't even do the first goddamn pee. And I think of, I literally, I know someone who's was sexually abused by their stepfather and their mother didn't believe him. Um, and I... I, I I don't know how, like, why would someone make a situation like that up? Right. Your child. Right. And I don't know if I would sit there and there are, and it's unfortunate that a lot of women experience, a lot of people experience that, man or woman, where they are sexually abused when they're young and they mm-hmm. tell the parent and the parent doesn't believe them because it's someone close. I know recently, I just saw yesterday, just really quickly, Justin Bieber was accused of rape, but he came with the receipts. Because you do have in some instances, and a lot of times you don't see that anymore, where it's just their word against yours. Mm-hmm. Um, he came with the facts. He came with pictures. He came with, like, when I say receipts, baby, fucking receipts. He won't play with his name. Because he white and he got that coin. He won't play. So, really. And he, we're in the area, in the age, in the time frame. Whether it's where true he, or not, people are going to believe it. That and the niggas are saving shit. Oh, yeah. We will screenshot a goddamn text message throwing in the chat from three years ago when we fuck with people yes. and pull that it shit was, right It happened in 2014. And yeah. he pulled up receipts and he was just like, oh, I was here with my ex-girlfriend, Selena Gomez. Hello? He gonna wait to say her name, but whatever. Hmm. Um, earlier today, you did ask me a question about being successful. Hmm. Damn it, I forgot the question. You phrased it as... Do you have the, are you where you want to be, where you, okay, I'm 30, and you asked me, framing it in the terms of, did you accomplish what you wanted to accomplish by now? Basic, established. Established. At what time or what age do you feel like you should be established? I think it depends on what you mean by established. I think it's different for everyone. Mm -hmm. I think for me... If I think about what I thought in my mind or what I had planned for myself by the time I'm 30, I'm not there. 
So what is your definition of established for you? Um, I honestly feel like it just changes all the time. I think one personal goal I had of mine was to be done with school by the time I was 30. I did that. Um, I want to say a personal goal, but something I always wanted for my life. I wanted to be married, you know, and I am married. Um, I wanted to, I thought I'd have my house by now. I thought I'd be having that management job two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought I'd be making the money that I wanted to make now a couple years ago. So I kind of feel like I'm putting a little bit of catch up. Um, but I think if I had gotten all the things that I had wanted when I wanted it, mm-hmm. I don't think I would have been ready. So for me, I feel like 2020 has made me established. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm 28. I never thought I would have... At 27, I never thought I would have, like, a 750 credit score. And now being 28, having 815 and niggas sending me credit card offers. Mm -hmm. Never thought that shit. I never thought that I would be so close to owning my own home. We just got approved for the refinance on the house. So now we just have to go through the channels until get closing. So I never thought I would be in the federal government at all. Like, I always saw myself because I'm always like I'm an artsy farsy type of person I like to do mm-hmm. like dabble in shit that I probably shouldn't be dabbling in but mm-hmm. I, I like to I like to do it anyway although your wall does look lovely oh thank you <laughs> thank you your wall does anyway. look <laughs> um but I never thought that this year because my last year my my grandmother passed away in three days before my birthday mm-hmm. so I just thought like, I was just going to lose my fucking mind. Mm-hmm. Because that per even though my mom was like, that's my mom. But my right. grandmother was literally my backbone. Like, she mm-hmm. raised me, clothed me. This is her house. This is, you know, mm-hmm. I'm trying to live a better life than my mom and my grandmother. But mm-hmm. still trying to establish who I am as a person and mm-hmm. who I want to be. So, for me, I would say 2020 has established me. Because now mm. I'm getting ready to be Get pathetic. <laughs> A government employee. I'm getting ready to own my own home. I'm getting ready to be debt free. Like who can say that at 28 years old? Yep. Yep. At 28 years old, I'm getting ready to own my sixth car because I used to love to go and trade cars. Mm-hmm. And every other year, like it's crazy. I'm married. I have two kids. Like I'm doing everything that I feel like my sister should be doing, and they're older than I am. Mm-hmm. They're 34. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they are in jobs of a college student or somebody that just got out of high school. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I'm, I'm establishing myself in 2020. You feel like you surpassed them a little right. bit. I think for me, I think I had to let go of the idea of what I thought I wanted. I read this quote and it says, grind in your 20s, build in your 30s, chill in your 40s. Mm-hmm. And I definitely feel like that's been my mantra. Which is why I was just like, I have to fucking finish school. Like, I had to get it done. And I feel like, I always tell the story, like, when I first graduated college, I was offered a job through contracting with NIH. Mm -hmm. And I was getting all these job offers, and I was just like, no, it's not enough money. It's not enough money, it's not enough money. I was working at a summer camp, and then they were like, can you please come in now? Like, we want to meet you, we want to do this, like, I think you're going to get the job. I was in the the middle of the fucking woods. The middle of the fucking woods. And I was just like, well, what money are you going to give me? I don't know who I thought it was. Opportunity passed itself. Oh, I got humbled when I went ahead and I ended up working a job that was only paying me but $14 an hour. And here I was, a college graduate. 
here I was a college graduate. You understand what I'm saying? So I thought that, oh, when you graduate, you're supposed to make this amount of money. I thought these things, you know, but life humbled me. But then I sit back and I think back to it now. Alex, you wouldn't have known what to do with that money. You wouldn't have appreciated it. You wouldn't have needed it, you know? And I feel like God has finally put me into a place to where, like, you know what? I saw that you can handle this amount. Let me move you here. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I've always been really good with my money. I've always kept my credit score good. But I feel like I'm finally walking into a space. And like I said, like, the last two years have been shitty. Like, oh, my goodness. Like, they've been shitty. Like, having to... You know, finishing my master's and then not only having my master's, but I also had to work a second job. Not necessarily because I wanted to, but if I wanted to do more than just pay my bills mm -hmm. and live paycheck to paycheck, I waitressed. And it, I had to swallow my pride to be like, okay. I hated when people asked me, well, what are you doing in here if you have a college degree? I hate, I fucking hated when people asked me that. But then I had to sit there and say, you know something, Alex? You have to do what you have to do. So I had to change my perspective. I wasn't better than anybody who worked in there. I wasn't. I, I was not better than that. And had you told me that at whatever age, I would have still been waitressing, having to work two jobs, to now I'm in a place where now I'm good. I'm okay. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't have thought it. So I think now I'm finally walking into what is for me. Mm-hmm. I finally feel like I'm getting the job and it's full circle because the very job that I'm going to walk into is what I came here first initially on an internship. So when I tell you life is full circle, when I tell you like dealing with losing a very, very close loved one and just like feeling like, oh my gosh, the first year of marriage is this. And then me and Kuna got quarantined together and we were both at home and it was just like, you know what? Fuck the honeymoon. This is our honeymoon. This is our time. You know what I mean? Like, when I say to people, like, life happened, like, literally, right, like, two weeks after we got married, and we were going back and forth doing hospice care for a loved one, when I tell you life fucking happened, you know, finding out that I'm going to lose my job and getting this thing and, like, going through money issues, having my mom be sick, all this other stuff. So now I just kind of feel like, you know what, God, you fucking got it. Okay. So now I feel like I'm where I'm supposed to be, and I'm happy. So... Am I where I thought I was going to be? No, but I think I'm definitely on the right path. And I don't think I would have appreciated it had X, Y, and Z not occurred. So I think for myself, I think like you said, life is establishing me. Mm -hmm. I'm being established now. But I think it's an ever-evolving thing. And I had to stop comparing myself to other people. Like yeah. your time's going to come when it's for you. I used to compare myself to you all the time. You can't. And I compared myself to you all the time. Why? I was literally telling, it's so crazy. Like, I would be no, like, no, 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 I was, Why? because, no, I was literally telling, cool, like, I'm just like, when I tell you, like, I was applying for jobs for two years, for two fucking years, and I'm like, yo, our shade be getting interview after interview after interview after interview. I'm like, I need to let her come look at my fucking resume. Like, what the fuck? And you like, know what's crazy? And I, I, I would be like, resume. and I'd be like, sure, but to, it's one thing to ask for help for yourself. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm like, she got like, I'm 30 and I'm like, I don't have no kids yet. You know what I mean? I've always wanted that and I'm like, damn, like, she not got her kids or whatever. Is she renovating? Is she painting? Is she doing what she want to do? And I'm over here just like this. But I had to sit down and say, you know, the things that I have people pray for and other things that people have, you know, that that I have wanted to and I prayed for. And I had to sit there and say to myself, like, you know what? Things are going to come for me when they're supposed to come for me, you know? And I had to stop worrying about what other people had. 
It's not your time. And that, and that's all it is. It's not your time. And here I am. You, were, I'm like, bitch, I'm still over here fucking waitressing. My feet fucking hurt. Bitch, I ain't got no money. <laughs> but but crazy, it's crazy. That's the craziest thing, Alex. I never thought you would sit yeah. here and compare yourself but to I, me. But I'm a very to myself kind of person. I don't, I'm not going to say it out loud. And I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people, I think in moments when we feel like we have so little, someone else is looking at you like, damn, I wish I fucking had that. Yes, I wish I had that master's degree. <laughs> I would give But you don't want these student to... loans, sister girlfriend. No, you don't want that $86,000 no, in student no. loan debt, let me just tell you. I'm about to get the bank to pay my, <laughs> my student loan. Okay. Okay. I'm it ain't what you no. want. I really, really, Alex. I yes. never really thought that. I swear, why? But I just speak to myself. But I never want to. I'm very mindful of never wanting to come off um, ungrateful for what I have. You're not. I don't consider you as being ungrateful. But I'm I very, see, I'm very hard on myself. I see you as not seeing the full picture. You get a glimpse right. of right. what I, whatever. Right, and what I think, I and I what think I that's with. what it is with most people. You mm-hmm. see that this, I'm like, yeah, but sister, you want all these student loans? Do you want to have this degree, but you ain't getting paid for yeah. it? Like you got this degree, yeah. and there's people making more money. No, you don't yeah. want that, you know. But I think establishing is a, it's, it's a personal thing. I think it's different for everyone, and I just encourage people to just not easier said than done, not compare yourself to everybody else. But because you never know what you may have that somebody else may want. Yeah, you never know that. You have your mom. I want my mom. I want your master's degree. Give take I it. want. I want that big wedding. Yeah. Please don't get me started on the wedding. Okay. You started on the wedding. You started on the wedding. <laughs> I never really, I never would have thought that, Alex. That's mm-hmm. that's crazy because I'm over here thinking like I'm just a little fucking tadpole, Alex. No, it's humbling, me. but things are so it's it's so humbling, and it's just I'm inspired by people like more than people realize. But again, like I said, I'm a person. I just keep myself to myself. I just put okay. I have this one friend, and she, you know what's funny? Because she has a bachelor's degree, and she's working at, where I first met her at, was at Riderwood, and she always texts me and tells me, yo, I don't know how you do it, but you're like super mom. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Mm -hmm. She's like, you got this good paying job now, like you're getting ready to have a house, you have a good marriage, you have a, like you have your kids and you're in school. Like, I don't know how you do it. And you're saying you're dealing with your dad and when my grandmother was alive, you're dealing, right. you were dealing with your grandmother. I was like, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a rock. Like, I don't really say a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Same. And when I do, like, I feel like it comes out of left field. I envy anybody that has a fucking college degree because I feel like, when I worked at the same job as you, and you know who I'm referring to, mm-hmm. she would make me feel belittled because I didn't have a college degree. Mm-hmm. And I would feel like I was nothing. And then I had to think about, okay, well, if anything happens to me, they can always replace me. Mm-hmm. I mean, just like any job, you can always be replaced. But having that college degree, to me, just gives me like that stamp still of approval, if that makes sense. And in my mindset... We were fed. I was fed the lie that because you have this college degree, you're supposed to get X, Y, and Z, and that's fucking bullshit. I came out, I was making fourteen dollars a fucking hour, and I had, and I graduated on fucking time, on fucking time, like on fucking time. 
It's crazy. It's crazy. And people who didn't have a college degree were making more money than me. Yeah. Who had kids. And I would just sit there and be like, I mean, you just sit there and you'd be like, and here here I am walking out with all this fucking debt. To be quite honest with you, experience trumps a college degree any day. But even having the, and then it was, there were situations where it's just like, we want you to have this experience. We want entry level. Okay. But how am I going to get the experience if you don't allot me that opportunity? Exactly. What the fuck did I do in school exactly. all that time in my lab working on the other stuff? So, so yeah. So, um, just just don't envy it. Just don't. Because you never, I'm telling you, you never fucking know who you inspire. And I've I've had my days. Like, I've had my days. Like, a bitch be just crying. Oh, my God. Like, I cry all the time. But it is what it is. Um, anything else on the agenda, friend? You have a music blog? You know Fine. I do. Look All at right, us. Y'all, it's, it's long. It's been... I don't want to hear nobody complain about shit because we finally in person about this time. So everybody hush. It's a whole ass hour. And you better listen to the end. I'm not okay. So my music plug comes from, I watched the show, The Shy. The season is back on. I'll share. You need to watch it. I was thinking about watching it. We will have another conversation about that, friend, because you need to watch it, because this episode gave me my entire life with the three boys. The song is by this artist named Vito, V-E-D-O. The song is called Truth Is. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye. Oh.